We're live. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. I am live on my YouTube channel. You're watching it, obviously. Um, we are live today with Brick Road Co. and Last Quarter Shop to talk the differences between Poshmark and eBay. Um, I am, like, ridiculously excited for this one. So, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting sick, so my throat is going to be kind of waspy the whole time. Um, I am really excited for this. I'm going to enter some in a minute. If you like content like this, make sure to subscribe. I am trying to do at least one live video a week, bringing on other sellers to cultivate this community. I don't know everything. So I'm bringing on people who know things, having these conversations. Um, and then you can also come on and have the conversation with us. If you join for the live chat, you can talk with us and have questions as well. So make sure to subscribe, hit the little bell so you get notified when new content comes out and give a thumbs up if you like videos like this. Leave comments down below if you're watching the recording of this, if you have questions for me or for any of these girls. <clears throat> Women, girls probably isn't the right word to say. Women. Um, so let's get started. I We have Mandy. I'm going to pop them on really quick and give a little intro. Mandy of Brick Road Co. She is a fellow Colorado reseller. Um, we live in the same state, but we're like hours apart. So we don't actually get to see each other as often as I would like. But she and her whole entire family thrift, they all have Poshmark closets. It's so cute. Her husband comes um, to the Posh and Sips with her and everything. She is a full-time reseller. She sells on Poshmark and on eBay and other uh, market or platforms as well. I'll let her introduce and tell a little bit about that. Um, and she has, she is killing it on TikTok. I have not quite I can't do another thing. But I follow her on TikTok and she like it's amazing. So definitely follow her there. She has YouTube, Instagram, um, TikTok, Facebook. I Yes. Um, so I'm going to let her introduce anything that I left out for her. I usually have a little bio printed out, but to be honest, I was laying in bed until about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so I don't have it in front of me, but I know you. So if I forgot anything, definitely let us know. Um, and then tell us how you came. I love, I know this answer, but I want everyone else to know. Tell us how you came up with the name of your um, business and then also how you got into reselling. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. This is awesome. I'm so excited about this and I can't wait to jump in with you ladies. And like Sarah said, Sarah and I do live in the same state. And so we've had the opportunity to meet each other in person. And I do sell on the app Poshmark, but I also sell on eBay, Mercari, Facebook Marketplace. And I kind of just dabble around with other platforms as they come available if I feel like they fit into what I'm doing with my brand at the time. Um, and I started Poshmark, I believe back in, I want to say I joined the app in 2013, but did not start selling until part-time about 2015 and then full-time about summer of last year. So I lost my job as a social worker and decided because I was building this side business to go ahead and jump in and do that full time. So um, it wasn't really until I did that full time jump over to reselling that I decided to brand myself and come up with a unified brand name. And so my husband, Greg, who, like you said, is really involved in uh, the business actually helped me come up with the name Brick Road Co. So for those of you who don't know um, why we 
came up with that name. It's really centered around my grandmother's home in a very teeny tiny town in North Central Kansas. And uh, the main street is where my grandma lived and she lived in this beautiful big home. And as her sons grew up and had families and moved away, um, you know, her home was still the epicenter for a lot of holiday gatherings. And so the driveway would fill up with all the family members on this brick road. And it's really a place that is, to me, um, symbolizes the strength of my grandma and the importance of family, and then also a very long line of entrepreneurs throughout my family. So it's very significant in its meaning. It's such a great story. I'm just like, my husband said this name and I liked it. <laughs> um, so I am going to introduce Nina now. Um, she is from Last Quarter Shop, and she just spoke at the Poshmark Live in Houston last last weekend, I think it was, um, and killed it. She is in liquidation as well. So hopefully we have a little time to chat with her about that. If not, I might have her back on because she knows her stuff. She just did a, if you're interested in liquidation, she just did a good series on her Instagram about it as well. She is a full-time reseller. She is on Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, and sells on Poshmark and on eBay. And then I know she sells on Tradesies because I'm asking her questions about that <laughs> as well. And then I'll let her tell us if there's other platforms is too. She like, killed it. So whenever I have a question, I'm like, hey, Nina, like, how do you do this? Um, so I'm going to ask you the same questions, Nina. How did you come up with your name, your business name, and then also how you got into reselling? Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, and thank you very much for having me here. Um, I sell mainly on eBay and Posh and um, Tradesy's kind of been out there for a little bit. And I actually had my first sale this past Sunday. So I was so excited because I think I've been on Tradesy. Uh, I wanted to say like actually a listing new last maybe three months or so or two months, maybe less, something like that. And then I, I've kind of I, like two, three months, I want to say. Yeah. And um, but I didn't really have a lot on there. It's not till recently that I really started to list uh, list more. And um, I kind of dabble in Facebook Marketplace. And then I also sell on Mercari as well. Um, as far as last quarter shop, that came from me being a real like space geek. I love anything that has to do with astronomy. And I know that most people think last quarter is like um monetary i'm sorry my dog's barking at me oh, it's okay he just wants she just wants to be involved okay let me, <laughs> let me pick her up okay so last quarter i know a lot of people think it's monetary but it actually is more space related um l last quarter pertains to the last quarter moon which is um the final phase of the moon and it and it um symbolizes like uh, letting go release and just getting rid of that negative energy and i kind of take that w with me in reselling because we have bad days we have slow sales we have low offers um returns you know all the things that that we deal with as resellers and so that kind of goes hand in hand with the, with the name. I love that. You guys both have like so much thought into it. And like, you almost made me tear up, Nina. Like, oh, a tattoo person, like that would be a tattoo I would get like for you. That is a 
Epic tattoo. Okay, so there's going to be lots of content. So let's just dive in. Um, we are just going to be talking the pros and cons. I've come up with a list of things that we do as resellers. And I want us all, you guys are much more pros than I am, but I want us all to talk about kind of the pros and cons between Poshmark and eBay. So let's start with listing. Um, and we'll just kind of go in a row. Mandy, we'll start with you. Pros and cons be of listing on either platform. Okay, so if you guys see me glancing, it's because I took notes because I want to try to remember um, some of the important things. So um, I'm basically trying to remember what I thought were the most important pieces of each. And so for nails are fantastic. I just got a glimpse of them. They're growing out. We're New Year's Day, so if you look close, they're not. But I appreciate that. So. Well, yeah, I got a glimpse of them. They're fabulous. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. I need to redo them. Um, but I think eBay. So with listing, I think the, the listing tends to look more complex initially, and there's a lot more drop down options there. And so I feel like that was an initial negative for me. But once I've gotten accustomed to using listing templates and using cross posting services, I feel like that has simplified a little bit for me. So what used to be kind of a negative with eBay as far as being a little bit more complex and time consuming with listing, I'm finding there are other options to work around that, but I still do. I'm new to these cross posting services. Do the cross posting services like fill out the drop down menus? You know, I've dabbled with both um, List Perfectly and with Vendu, and they both are formatted a little bit differently. And um, I think they take a couple minutes difference in time, but um, what it'll do is pop open a new tab for you. And so if you've populated the listing in Poshmark, it will, uh, you can hit a button and it'll pop open a new tab on your browser and then it will auto-populate most of your information, but you still will have to go through and add in additional information. So, because yeah, like eBay has so many different filters, than and so many more than Poshwood or Mercari, and they all have each platform has different requirements as far as what a required field is and an optional field. And so, what those services are really doing is taking what I think is on most of the apps and allowing you to fill it in, and then it will auto populate to those apps. So, it's really just simplifying the redundancy of listing on each of those apps. So you're still having to do drop down menus on eBay, but just not as many as if you were doing it from scratch. Correct. And, and, photos and your description and your title and yes. And then like the shipping is where it, it you know, you definitely have a lot of variance that's there. That's on our list. Don't even get you started. Uh, so that's why the drop downs are so different. So even yeah. when you have okay. that, I was kind of initially fooled because I just assumed it was going to populate everything. And it was like this little button you clicked and it's all magically cross posted and it still does incredibly simplify the cross posting process, but there's still pieces where you have to add. And so I still think overall eBay is still more time, you know, time consuming and complex, but, um, with Posh, it's simpler, but yet then you still have, I think there's a lot of categories that still need to be added. So I know for a long time there was like no rompers or jumpers and it's it's hard to find the appropriate category for some things. Um, to so it's almost too simple, right? Yes, and I think it's more in its infancy compared to eBay. So I think that with time that will that will happen and they're responsive to adding categories. Um, the other two things I'd like to see on Posh would just be the additional characters in the title bar that you get with eBay because you do get more and then you get more photos with eBay. So I think if Posh could add more for the title for SEO purposes and then a few more pictures yeah. or you know, just I think for our sake and for the buyer's sake so they get more of an adequate description. 
So it takes less time, and I agree, it takes less time on Poshmark than eBay, but not necessarily better. All right, Nina, let's <clears throat> hear your takes on listing, just listing perspective, um, Poshmark versus eBay. Um, pretty much the, the the same thing Mandy said, that, that listing on Poshmark is a lot quicker than listing on eBay, but um, I... I I do use a app service that that helps you list. So it does simplify it a, a, a bit, but on um, on eBay, you still have to fill in most of the item specifics, especially if you're trying to get your, your items shown, it's better to fill out as many as possible. So there's a little more time that you have to put, that you have to put into that and then on Poshmark, it pretty much fills everything out, and then you're only left with I think the the price, mm -hmm. color, size, and the type of 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 item it is. So when you compare the two, there's a lot more work into eBay. But um, like Mandy said, you get more character, so I think that you can hit SEO better because you you get more um, you get more characters to fill out more details. Like on Poshmark, for example, if I'm selling a Trina Turk skirt, then I can probably put Trina Turk pencil, straight skirt, white, that, yeah. or, or okay, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I said that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But on on um, on eBay, I. I can put Trina Turk size six wide eyelid straight pencil skirt skirt new with tags and you can put all that in there, and that hits more search results. Right. So that. I, but I feel I, like, and I'm I I agree 100% with you. I'm coming from more of a new to reselling eBayer than you guys are, um, and it's almost. It's not almost. It is absolutely overwhelming because there are so many things that you're like, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, as a new person, we're on Poshmark, um, and this is why they're different platforms, right? On Poshmark, you have a lot of like the newer, clearing out your closet type of people. Well, I'm like, yeah, it's a skirt. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I feel like doing the listings on eBay, the titles. I'm like, I don't know how many more words I can come up with. <laughs> I've run out of ways to say what this is. Um, but I agree. And I think Poshmark is much more simpler to list on, but it's not necessarily hitting a broader market. Um, so the next one we're going to touch on, I'm actually, no, we'll go in order so I don't screw you guys up. Um, customer service, because Manny took notes. I don't want to fluster her. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm going to touch on SEOs then. That was further down, but I think this is where it needs to go. Okay. Because you guys will kind of touch on the SEOs from it. Um, I have my thoughts on it, but I want to hear your thoughts on the SEO capabilities and how it works for as much as you know um, between the two. Mandy, we'll just go. Let me think. Okay. I think honestly, both overall, both apps, I think do really well with SEO. And the reason I say that is because uh -huh. if I Stop real quick. Sorry. For yeah. people who don't know, SEO is search engine optimization. Sorry. Um, I, I'm assuming everyone is like, <laughs> here. Um, and it's just ways that the internet finds your stuff. 
Um, so sorry, Mandy, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Yes. And I think that with, you know, when you start learning about search engines and how important that really is with your listings and particularly your title and your description, um, you can really start utilizing that to your advantage. But when I was talking about like, I feel that they both do a good job. The reason I say that is because often I will kind of check my listings. So I will have a friend or family member Google my exact title just to see, you know, where it will pop up and whatnot. Or maybe I'm looking for something for Christmas for one of my kids and I start looking online and I Google and the first two or three items that come up are someone's Poshmark closets or eBay stores. That's telling me as a novice that doesn't know much about SEO right off the bat, well, gosh, they're getting those like, up here instead of on page two or three of my Google search. So what are they doing to get that yeah. you know, up there? Um, so I think that they both do a remarkable job at helping the sellers on their apps get exposure to their products if they know how to utilize that appropriately. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I can't really think, I didn't really think of any specific pros or cons though for either because I'm, I feel like a lot of it has to do with your own personal knowledge about it and understanding the apps, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like you touched on it a little bit with the um, <clears throat> listing because you have more capability for search engine in eBay because of like the title. Right. Yeah. And I think I am actually going to flip flop because Mandy goes and then she says everything. <laughs> from Nina. She's going to be like what Mandy said, what Mandy said. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll yeah exactly. It's like, you know what? Just we'll what go with what Mandy said. <laughs> yeah. Let's flip flop. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Um, do you have anything to add, Nina? Or uh, I, I guess I I was really instead of talking about listing because Mandy kind of covered it. All, I started going into SEO because I felt that um, that was an important part of the listing. And like I said, you know, you you get more uh, more characters with with eBay, so the um, so you can put in more keywords that that you think people will search for. Right. Um, and I mean, I agree. I feel like, so I'm coming from a different perspective, fairly like newer than you guys. Um, and I, I don't call myself full time, but like, if you looked at my hours, they're full time, <laughs> um, yeah. not reselling activities. Cause I do a lot of social media. So if you looked at that, um, but <clears throat> so eBay is very overwhelming because you have so much to do. And if you're someone who's newer, it's hot. It's a lot. It's very overwhelming where Poshmark is less and their SEOs work differently. Um, I, I'm not an SEO expert. I am trying to get, um, you guys know, Tracy, she was, was supposed to come on and talk SEOs with me and then she's been busy at work. So I'm trying to get an SEO expert, but they do work differently. And so you do have to know how they work. Um, Poshmark, I feel like, and it's to the market, of people who are on Poshmark, you don't necessarily have to know SEOs as well, because as long as you're kind of okay and you're sharing your closet, you're getting the visibility worth where on like eBay, if you don't know things and you put, I want to clean out my closet, like you see on Poshmark um, listings sometimes, no one's seeing that, right? So I feel like on SEOs on eBay, you have to be a much more of an expert because of the way that it works and the amount of people that are on there, which is good and bad, right? You, If you're an expert and you're good at it, then it's great. And if you're a newer person, then learning on Poshmark may be kind of the better place. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, think that, I think that's very accurate. Okay. Um, 
returns. So Nina, let's hear about the return policies on both platforms um, and kind of your pros and cons as a reseller about returns. I will Poshmark pretty much simplifies that. Um, they don't allow returns for, for anything but um, I don't uh, for like INET item not as described. So it's pretty it, it's pretty straightforward with Posh. On eBay, you can decide if you want to offer returns, which I do. Um, I um, I allow 30 day returns because I feel that it's just part. Yes. Can I? Sorry, can I, I don't. Think, I don't think we're streaming. <laughs> Are, I'm just working. We might be. I just texted my husband. Oh, he said that he's been commenting. I'm not seeing comments. Yeah, um, <laughs> I see a comment. Um, I was going to reach out a, a world on a string. She says, I would really like to see a unisex category on Poshmark. Yes. I, was going, I was going to touch on that. Yes. And, yeah. and that, that's definitely something that they should absolutely have because that's there are cool. items I've, I've sold in the past where I'm like, okay this could go either way and there's not an option. So I feel like I have to list it twice because of that. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Sorry guys. We're, no, I'm, no, 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 I have it on my phone. Sorry, sorry to cancel this. So usually in StreamYard, I must've set it up differently. I can see the comments and we hadn't had any yet. And I was like, seriously, like my husband at least. <laughs> you can see them. Yeah, you can I'm see like, them on the stream because I um I have it pulled up next to me on my computer and I'm and I'm on my laptop so I'm like looking back and forth to see comments. I should have mentioned earlier that they were commenting, but I started talking and we started talking and yeah, I'm no. over here. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Nina, but I was gonna like stop and have to redo it if we weren't actually streaming. But we are. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was I saying? Okay, we were talking about returns. Okay, so um returns are more simplified on on posh because no one can can return an item unless they say that it's it, it's not as described whereas ebay like i said um i i offer 30-day returns because i feel like it's just part of offering better customer service and it's really not a a, a big issue because um Retail stores generally have a 30% return rate and mine just on eBay is about 6%. So that's a lot lower than the 30% of, of stores, you know, like Forever 21, H&M and, and, and those stores. And especially um, because you're online, like you would think it would be higher because people are like, oh, this doesn't fit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the, majority of the returns are it are because they 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 don't fit i mean i do provide measurements but even people can be wrong and say oh i think i wear this size or they just don't read measurements and that's me <laughs> totally <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's me um i bought a bundle once i'm like oh these jeans are this size They'll fit me. Well, I try them on. They're too small. I'm like, well, this is just my fault. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it, it, it is what it is. But yeah, um, I think Poshmark, I, I'm for and against returns. I mean, it's hard to say how, how would Poshmark handle being able to return for 
reasons other than item not as described. And I think I've talked to someone about that and I'm like, I don't know, because Posh's, you know, they're very, I guess they're more strict when it comes to returns. Whereas eBay, even if you chose not to accept returns, people are just going to open a INAT anyways to return the item, which is why I just offer free returns anyways. Or you can offer returns and the buyer has to pay shipping. I did that when I first started on, on eBay, uh, but... I felt like it was hurting sales for me. Like I wasn't making as many sales. So then once I switched to um, to free returns, that's when I saw more more sales. Do you offer it as we're talking? Oh, we're talking returns. Okay, we'll get to that later. Um, go ahead. I was gonna ask a question, but we'll talk about it later. Oh no, it's it's fine. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, Go ahead. Someone, someone did ask a question. Um, <clears throat> do you get a re refund on the final value fee when you re when a buyer returns on eBay? Yes, you do. Um, you get a final value fee back, and it and and it gives you an option to list it again, like automatically. It'll go in and list it for you. And do you pay for that? Um, you pay to list it again, like you're. It, it's part of the free listing. So, so s since I have a, a store, I get, um, I don't even know what, so I think like it's premium where I get a thousand listings per, per month. So I haven't, I haven't gone over that. So anything that, that gets returned is just free because I think I have about, I'm close to 800 listings on, 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 on eBay and so I'm about 200 away from a thousand. So if, if something gets returned, it just gets listed again and I don't have to pay for it. Um, Mandy, I thought I had, yeah, go ahead, Mandy. Anything to add? Um, I don't think so. I think Nina covered all of it. Um, I, I kind of go the route of returns with buyer paying the shipping just because I'm newer and I'm, playing around with returns on eBay. And I, I didn't really know what I was doing when I started. So initially it was like no returns at all. And then I adapted that now to um, buyer pay shipping. And my philosophy is then I've, I've got really serious returns only. Like if someone's willing to pay that shipping, I hate that they have to eat that cost. But at the same time, it, to me, it feels like it reduces the amount of potential scams that I might get for returns. So I, I feel like that's, that's a good thing. And I think like with Posh, Nina covered it all like unless you know it is just horribly not described or you like the only case that I really feel like wow I really did mess up on that I didn't describe you know I lost and I I openly said I didn't really do this very well and so I think there's also something just to be said about that regardless of what app is just regardless of how we take returns just having that good customer service and understanding sometimes we do forget to add those things and um you know they might come back and buy from us too so and I do, um, if every case that I've had, I feel like Posh has been very fair. Um, there was one case, and I want to talk a little like reseller, I don't want to say gossip, but um, about like, right? Yeah, cases. I had one case, and 
there is she put like bugs in the purse and you can like clearly see that they were like put in like i didn't i mean but i lost it and then she didn't end up they were like oh well you send a purse with bugs and i was like i did not do that like <laughs> but whatever i lost it and then she didn't send it back anyways um so on that note let's just do a little bit of reseller have you guys had any cases that you want to talk about that you thought were like like not great like that that you lost or if Poshmark is really fair and then also returns um have you gotten I don't feel like I've gotten any returns I do feel like one person bought a dress wore it and then returned it um I don't have any basis of that just she went to like the 29th day until she returned it and it was like a really nice formal dress so I was like I bet she wore it and then but it came back fine so yeah. I don't know if you guys have any stories or fun things you want. Oh, yeah, you uh, you just you just reminded me that I need to go check the uh, mailbox because someone returned a BHLDN anthropology dress and it was, and you know th that's their that's their bridal line. Yeah. And this was a really nice formal dress. Um so yeah, I got to go to my mailbox and check to see if it's still in the same condition, but I kind of feel like like she wore it to something really nice, some event, and then was like, okay, I don't want it because the same thing, she waited almost a full month before she returned it. And then she didn't ship it until the day before she had to ship it out, you know, because they have a certain amount of time to ship it out. And I'm like, where is this dress? And she waited the day before. And then right when I was going to open a case, I got an email like, oh, item has shipped now. And and I'm like, oh, darn it. I was hoping it wouldn't ship. What size is the dress? It may be the same lady, because that was like my back. It's I think it's a size, it was a size four. Oh yeah, she was a size. I'm sure, but that was the same thing too. I was like, oh well, she's not going to ship it back, and I'll get the money. And then it was like, I went to go do the, um, you know, get your money, and I had saw an email before I did it, like the day before. Um, she did it. Maddie, do you have any fun stories? I have, you know, I have a similar situation with a tank top that when I first started eBay, I'm pretty certain someone may have used it for their daughter's dance camp and then wanted to return it because it was like one of those that had like a quote on it and she really, really needed it urgently and it needed to be there by her daughter's camp. And then it was like 20 something days later, all of a sudden yeah. she needs to return it. But um, that was at a time when I did not accept returns. So it was just like, unless it's not as described or there's a problem with it, I'm sorry. Like, um, so that was only the only one I think on eBay so far that's been kind of a little bit weird to me. And then as far as posh, I think I've had pretty fair experiences with my cases on posh and there's only one that really rubs me the wrong way. And that was one where I, I know she may have worn it because it definitely smelled like perfume when I received it back. And it was a free people top that was essentially the bodice had beautiful detailed embroidery all over it. And it's still for sale in my posh closet now because I lost the case. So if anyone wants to see it um, and it's, it's like a olive green and it's just got this beautiful floral embroidery here. And she found one tiny, probably an eighth of an inch loose string on that embroidery and took a close up picture and won. And I'm not sure why she won because I, I utilize very good customer service and the same types of responses every time. And I definitely eat humble pie if I think I've made a mistake. So that one, it graded me a little bit. And I, I carried that with me for a couple of days, just like kept thinking of it, you know, just like, oh, yeah. why? But that's it in my, you know, 
years of reselling, those are the only two that have even been slightly iffy to me. I feel like Poshmark is very fair. <clears throat> and that yeah. one thing, like they didn't really know. I mean, I could tell obviously like she put bugs on it, but from Poshmark's perspective and neutral, like I get it. Um, there is someone that said she sent out a bundle today of three items and just noticed one of the items isn't the right one. She's just oh, no. out get a hold of the buyer. Um, I mean, you've already sent it out. You've already sent it out and you've made a note. Worst case, you get a case and it ships back to you and you sell it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, there's not much. Hopefully she likes it. Um, I so it was a bundle and like there were a few things that like one was the wrong item in the bundle. Yeah. And um, what sucks about a bundle on Poshmark is if they want to return one item, they have to return the entire bundle. Yeah. Yeah. But that can also be a plus side because sometimes Posh will um, offer a credit. And if they like the other items, I've had that happen where there was one item that I don't remember what was wrong with it. Um, it was, but they offered her credit and she liked all the other items. So she took the credit and just kept the bundle. Um, oh, I wanted to know on um, eBay shipping. So in the eBay open last year, which is like the Posh best um they did mention that they are forcing everyone to go to free shipping and um a certain amount of days i mean they're essentially trying to compete with amazon yeah. um, and so if you aren't offering free shipping and um i think returns was part of that as well it's something that if you're getting on ebay or are on ebay that you have to consider in your business model um <clears throat> i just wanted to note that um, bookkeeping. So you guys are full-time resellers. You know, we have to keep our books, do our taxes, all of that. Which one do you prefer over the other? Um, I don't remember who we started with. <laughs> if anyone is really excited, <laughs> jump in. Go for it, Nina. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, like, um, okay. As far as bookkeeping, what did you want to know? Like, how do I keep track of everything? Like all the sales and, and, and what yeah. I... So like the back end tracking everything, which one, what are the pros and cons between the two? Um, <clears throat> I mean, Poshmark is, I don't know, let's say it for you, but like Poshmark is fairly simple. eBay has a lot of different fees and like, as far as the bookkeeping and the back end managing your business, what are the differences between the two and which one do you prefer? I definitely prefer Poshmark because it's so simple. The, the, the fees are taken out right away. So, so I keep a, a a spreadsheet and I keep track of everything. I mean, expenses, um, uh, cost of goods. Like I have it set up where when something sells, I, I, I put it in the spreadsheet. I list what I paid for it. And then I list how, um, how much it sold for. And then I, I subtract those two. So from Posh, it's pretty easy because you already know how much, you're making right away whereas ebay you kind of have to wait until the very end of the month and then you look at your fees and you look at your shipping and what i do is add all the shipping up that i i i spent and that's and that's part of the expenses so mm -hmm. i know what i'm making on the item when it sells on, on ebay but i really don't know where i stand until the very end of the month with with, with ebay whereas posh i know where i'm at like all the time. Right. And then you have to go in like, and I still, I mean, you've done it longer. Maybe you can read the invoice. I 
no idea what it means. <laughs> I look no, at it and I'm like, I hope this is right because it's like chaos. Right? No, yes. And then and then since since eBay implemented the the um sponsored posts, you know, promote or sorry, promoted posts, uh promoted listings, I'm sorry. Um, since they implemented that, it's been a little harder to track because they're also taking out a fee for that. So it's it's like an extra fee. So I try it's to keep track of one of them and it's not the same amount on all of them. Exactly. Yeah, because I I tend to do trending, which that's all over the place. And I know some some sellers swear by, oh, just do 1% or 2%. But I think we all have a different strategy. So I, I normally do trending and I play around with it a little bit to see what what um, what works for me. Um, but now I'm going into promoted listings. Okay, <laughs> I was like, okay I got kind of lost talking about that. But no, um, all tangents welcome because I have like organized but i want to talk the differences between all the two and that's not i mean even like the trending that's not something i mean we have it later but that's not really something on poshmark that you can do and it makes the back end bookkeeping of ebay more difficult oh yeah definitely because it's just one more thing to to track and even though ebay gives you everything at um on their um I, can't, I don't even know what page that is. I guess they're seller, oh, the like hub. performance, oh. whatever page shows all your stats, you know, how much you've made for the oh. last 31 days, last 90 days, all that. Um, that page will, will, will give you everything. Uh, but yeah, it's sometimes hard to know exactly what's going on. So I just try to keep track of it um, as I go along but I really can't do anything to the end of the month when I know like, okay, here's all my shipping fees added up. Here's all the sales added up and, and everything. So eBay d does make it difficult because you sell something for $20 and then there's, there's um, PayPal fees, eBay fees, the pro promoted listing fees, um, and then the shipping fees. So that's four fees that, go into one transaction whereas poshmark you sell something for 20 okay you made 16 dollars on it if you just straight out sold it yeah. but if you give a, a if you give a shipping discount it still tells you okay here's 20 minus 20 percent which is 16 and then another 4.99 discount for shipping and then it gives you your total which which is simple yeah so right. i would like to see ebay uh, make it a little more simpler like that. Just take everything out right there and then at 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 the point of sale. And I feel like a lot of the platforms are starting to like uh, Etsy does it that way, um, Poshmark does it that way. Like trying to make it a little bit simpler. But then eBay is more complex because they have more offerings, right? So like mm -hmm. it's hit or miss, right? Like they're easier. Poshmark is easier to list on, which we're like, well, we don't necessarily know, but then the easiness in the bookkeeping isn't necessarily what we want, right? Like, yeah. Um, Mandy, do you have things to add as far as the bookkeeping goes and back end stuff that you look at? I think honestly, for somebody who's only about a year into this, I'm going to say that that's probably one of the reasons why I stayed away from it. 
So like I was intimidated by eBay because of the fees and because of all of these, these aspects that I wasn't really like, I'm a social worker. I don't do math. I don't want to do <laughs> like I do math and I hate it. I'm like, it's not my thing. And so posh, I'm like, Oh, thank heavens. Like, this is so easy. Like Nina said, I sell something, I make this done where eBay, that was one of the initial reasons why I was very hesitant to actually get started is because of the additional bookkeeping and just trying to figure out like, what am I even really earning after it's all said and done? So um, I love that a lot of the newer apps that have come up seem to be, like you said, following that model and you just see that final earnings, like Mercari, you just see the final earnings too. And it just takes away all of that unnecessary data because there can be stuff that we really don't need. And I think that intimidates people. So for me, that was the one thing that really kept me from wanting to jump right into eBay. So I would consider that a con because it, it kept me from selling on there. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, and I wholeheartedly agree with both of you. One thing that, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm big on like time is money and you're spending time in different ways. And I definitely spend a lot more time on the bookkeeping part of eBay. And I am billed on a billing month. So I get my bill on the 15th. And so I cannot just go in and say, here are all my fees for the month because I don't track every item. Um, I just track, you know, total sales, total expenses, total cost. Like I don't go in by every item. Um, and so I can't just say, here are my eBay fees. I have, I have to go in on eBay and go line by line and figure everything out and allocate. This was in the previous month that I technically have already closed my books for, but now it's going to, like, it's chaos. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. I do the same thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so time consuming because I find myself on like the first or second or maybe a couple of days later because some sales are still out there tracking and stuff. But, you know, probably the end of the first week, beginning of the second week of the of um, of the month, I'm, I'm kind of losing my mind because I'm spending so much time trying to go line by line, just like you with eBay, because they do have everything line by line so and you want to make sure that you 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 get everything right um someone did ask and i know a couple but you guys might know a couple others are there any apps that help with this um and i know that GoDaddy is one of the big ones that interfaces with pot or not with Poshmark, with eBay. Um, and then I think QuickBooks also i don't know if it interfaces directly with ebay i know that GoDaddy does um but I know a lot of resellers use QuickBooks to kind of do their back end um, bookkeeping. I know that there is not one for Posh because my dashboard, it is not an analytical um, accounting tool, like do not take it to a CPA, but that's kind of what started me with it because I was looking for apps that interface with um, Poshmark and I could not find any. <laughs> so I know about the ones that interface with um, eBay. I don't know if you guys know about anything else or do you just do your bookkeeping yourself? I was doing mine myself and I'm switching to QuickBooks this year for 2020 now that I'm full time, you know, going on multiple platforms full time. So TBD for me. Okay. <laughs> you know, does it like interface or you have to like manually enter stuff? Like I think it interfaces with your bank account maybe. It does. And it will interface with your PayPal as well. So I okay. haven't gotten everything installed yet. I was actually just talking with someone today about what they do for taxes and accounting because I'm really trying to get this perfected. Um, so I don't know. I'm having a live session in the next couple of weeks with a, uh, she's not a CPA, an accountant who does a lot of resellers. Um, 
So make sure to follow. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that was like the perfect like little, <laughs> I think it's at the end of February, maybe um, I'm having her on to chat about it. So that's awesome. Oh, um, so hello, Lolly. Um, this is actually another, have you met Lolly, Mandy? Yeah. She's fabulous. She is like amazing. Um, anyway, she just said that she doesn't like that you, the, the, buyer does not have to pay right away on ebay as well and i love that like are we um layaway like <laughs> world can you just buy something and then just like i have a case open right now that i can't sell the item for until they don't pay for 10 days and then like what yeah <laughs> oh it'd be nice if they shortened that unpaid amount even I just made them pay like if i go on amazon i click pay and i pay for it <laughs> yeah Exactly. I mean, and and if the person's not going to pay right away, just keep it in your in your little. Um, okay, I can't even think of what the the shopping cart. Yeah, right. Just keep it in the shopping cart until then, and then buy it when you're ready. But yeah, I don't understand why why they get time to pay for it because I've um, I've had several cases I've had to open because the buyer didn't pay and I only give them three days, which I think is too long, but I tried to give them time to pay for it. Well, eBay rules, you have to give them three days. You can't open a case until you give them three days. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I was just being nice and no, giving them three days. eBay gives them three days. Um, and then even then eBay sends a reminder. I mean, it's like, because I've had quite a few of them and I'm like, what? Like I have one right now. They bought it. They purchased it, sent me an offer. And I was like, oh, that's reasonable. I uh, accepted it. And they were like, um, here's my email, send me and I'll pay you directly. And I was like, no, like that's not how this works. But then I could probably call customer service, but I have a two-year-old. And so if you've ever been on the phone with customer service with a two-year-old, like, so now I have to wait for this item to go through the whole process to relist it. Like it's ridiculous. Okay. It's okay. Um, so that's a con for eBay for sure. Um so let's talk. I'm an analytics person. Let's talk analytics. Um, Y'all know what I'm going to say on this, um, but your pros and cons on analytics between Poshmark and eBay. Whoever is excited to chat. Um, let's see. I I think for me, the only thing I really have at, like that I could think of in this area specifically as far as analytics is what I do like about eBay is and one of my kiddos was actually helping me come up with pros and cons because my kids do help me a lot. I'm like, so pros and cons to yeah. analytics. And my youngest, my 13 year old said, I love the 60 day total. And I know that that is a very teeny tiny piece of analytics. But for those of you who aren't on eBay, if you um, do sell on eBay, your homepage, whether you're on your app or your desktop, the first thing you will see is a 60 day total. And, and that for me is concrete data. It's motivating. Yes. It, it gives me a benchmark that I know like every single day I know where I'm at. And so even though it doesn't account for fees and whatnot, I still have some way of really like tracking my data without doing anything. So I love that little tiny analytical tidbit of eBay, that 60 day total on the homepage, I think is just golden for me. And it was like my number one thing I could think of um, off the bat. And that's sadly all I have. <laughs> 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 Nina, 
Well, you said you weren't good at math. I'm like, give me all the data all the time. And <laughs> we all do so well together. And that's what I love about this whole community is like every person has these strengths that they bring to it. And this is not mine. <laughs> Which is exactly that is my point in doing these live videos is because everybody in this community has something different to talk about. And I want to talk to all of you about all the things. So <laughs> Nina analytics from your perspective between the two. I think eBay it definitely gives you more data you can use. I mean, you go to a page and it tells you what you've made in the last 31 days, the last 90 days, and the last 60 days. Plus, it has what um, what items are doing the worst. Like talking about like clicks, like um, it'll tell you these are performing really bad. You've only had like two clicks in the last 14 days, or, or whatever. So I like that part of it because then I can look and say, okay, why, why is no one looking at my items? Yeah. So, so that helps me like, okay, maybe I just put in uh, keywords that no one is um, searching for. So I can go in and fix it. And it helps, helps me do that. Yeah. So, but don't they say like they're under promoted or something or like yeah exactly um underperform underperforming that's yeah underperforming listings I yeah love um, it. I, I like that too I like that part of it whereas posh you kind of don't know how many times people are clicking on an item and that would be nice if 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 posh told you hey um this um dress has been clicked on 128 times or yeah. whatever I think it's really important. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, so or, I even, or even views, because I know they do views. Uh, yeah. Well. Because like people on Poshmark, I mean, you could have something that has a billion hearts on it. It doesn't mean anything, right? Like a heart does not mean they're buying it, but exactly. views means that you are doing, you're getting it out there. Your SEOs are doing well, your pitch, whatever it is. And so you can know, yeah, that's a good, I, but you touched on something. I hate eBay and I'm trying to get sales. I'm going to go through and look at the analytics a little bit more. I haven't been doing it as much as I probably should. Um, from my perspective, the analytics, eBay, like, is glorious. I mean, it yeah. just, <laughs> I mean, Poshmark gives you like, this is how much you've sold on the platform the entire time you've been on. That's okay. not helpful. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't mind because I've now made a business out of their lack of analytics. So like, I don't mind that part, but um, I mean, it would be nice to see, or even just be able to like organize by likes, because unless you like export and you, again, I've made a business, so I'm not going to like diss on it too much, but <laughs> inventory dashboard will tell you your most liked items and stuff. But like, just to be able to go in there and look at your stuff and how it's performing and how it's selling and and ebay gives you by item and then it also will tell you like this is how i haven't been on there long enough i've looked at someone else's dashboard um but it tells you like this is how you're trending compared to how you were selling last year and it does it like by categories and i mean it, they're really cultivating like you want to do this as a business right and helping support you oh yeah um can you tell how excited i get <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my heart rate just like boomed. Um, reach and audience. We are getting low on time. Um, so let's see. Let's talk while we're getting there. Reach and audience. Um, I mean, the pros and cons between the two, which one do you think has a bigger reach and audience? Definitely eBay because you can sell international. 
So eBay's reach is definitely much bigger, whereas Poshmark's still U.S.-based, and they have Canada, but they're two, it's like two separate companies under the same name, which I hope th that can change because it doesn't make a lot of sense right now. I mean, maybe for them it does um, shipping-wise because I know shipping to Canada is extremely expensive. So I, I hope that they'll change that in the future. But yeah, as far as reach, definitely eBay, especially, um, well, it's one with um, international and then two, um, having more having more keywords in the title alone helps yeah. you reach a bigger audience. And I wonder, I don't know the stats on this. Does eBay have, I would venture to say eBay has more users than Poshmark. Yes. Yeah. Just um, in the US, I would guess. I mean, eBay has been around like, Forever. forever. Yeah, I think since 99, 98, maybe earlier than that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was mostly auctions in the beginning though. Um, <clears throat> tools to encourage sales. Which ones do you prefer? What tools? So like sales, offers, closet clearouts, markdowns, promotions, all that. Which ones do you guys prefer? Um, I think for me, I really like that eBay has a lot of different options um, that Posh does not offer. So for one, you, if you have a, I don't know if it, this, if you don't have a store, if this is something that you can utilize or not, I have a store, but I have the ability to go in and bulk, um, do a promotion. So I can pick by category. Let's say I want to do 30% off all dresses. I can do that. I want to do 50 30 seconds in 30 seconds, not five and a half hours to send an offer out to everyone. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. And so yeah. to have that. And then I also think yeah. the one piece that eBay has too, that Posh hasn't really offered. And I've seen it on Depop as well is like, 10% off codes that eBay is eating that cost. Free shipping events that Depop is eating that whole weekend of free shipping. And what's that? what that's doing is enticing buyers. And Posh isn't really offering any incentives where they're eating that cost and like blanket advertising. And so I think that would be really beneficial for Posh to utilize something like that. And then as far as Posh, I really, I do offers to likers and I have strategies that I use for that, but Closet Clara Hout has not been anything that's ever been fruitful for me ever, ever, ever. Um, and I would love to see more of that app utilized promotions that are sent out via notifications and on the top of everyone's apps for like free shipping or discounted shipping that we don't pay for. <laughs> yeah. but even, even if they did something that way, I mean, my bigger thing is the time. Like, and the time. I mean, there's the time you piece. You have to go in and individually do. And if you like, I have 700 items. Like, I'm not sending offers out. And back, yeah, this goes back to the analytics. I I don't know which ones to send offers on. Like, I kind exactly. of, but I have no idea. Like, there's no analytics to be like, oh, this is probably if I'm going to spend 30 minutes sending out offers, these probably are going to bring me the most money, right? Yeah. Um, Shop Foxborough says Manish wants everyone to buy from everyone else in the future, but logistics, I'm sure, will take time to work out. Um, which is really interesting because I mean, the model it's definitely a different model. You know, more of a social type app. I have never met Manish. Um, she has talked to him, sounds like. <laughs> or maybe she like follows. I'm so bad at like following and knowing what's going on in the world. Um, oh, so and then she also says that she's trying, she's been thinking about Depop. Yeah. And it takes her six hours to send out offers on her 700 items. Yeah. Yes. Like how many can you list in six hours? 
that time for your business. Like it's yeah. really like it's, and I think you tapped into it when you said like Poshmark is just more of a socially geared app. So you get this hybrid of Instagram and you get the sharing is more social. There's more of a community vibe to it. And eBay is like really strictly business and, you know, data and analytics and, and, um, you see that all throughout each of these categories, I think. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel that way, but talking with you guys is like definitely coming out. They're very vastly different, but you can make a business out of both or one or the other, right? You just have to know. Yeah. Um, so we touched, we are getting close to an hour. I don't want to hold you guys too late. Um, we are, we touched on the time commitment um, mm -hmm. a little bit with like the offers and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any other thing that you want to touch on with the time commitment. If you had to choose one from a time commitment, would you pick one over the other? Yes, I would pick eBay. If I could only sell on one platform, it would be eBay because the um, your time is better spent. You can list something and you can leave it there and you don't have to go share it four or five times a day. Or like me, I, I find myself sharing just constantly. Um, and with 800 items now, it's very, very time consuming to have to share 800 mm -hmm. items. So I think that's what what's brought on the popularity of of VAs and I just asked that question. <laughs> yep. In the chat, they just asked. So if you want to touch on that for sure. Oh, okay. Virtual assistants. Um, I know that this is like um stepping into a real gray area with and virtual assistants because you don't have to say anything you don't feel comfortable with sharing like no it's it, it's on, on, with, it. um i used a virtual assistant at one time um it was just too expensive for me but this was over a year ago um now it, it would probably be worth worth it but um i just i i would encourage getting a va if you have as many listings as yeah. i do i mean because at some point i mean once i got to 500 it was it was pretty tough to have to share my closet multiple times a day whereas ebay i list something leave it there it may sell and then on ebay every day i tend to end a couple of things relist and then it's brand new again yeah whereas poshmark there's it's no so easy to relist on eBay. Yes. yes. Super. Oh, so easy. Yes. I figured that out and I was like, oh my God, like I'm doing this every day. <laughs> Amazing. So easy. Yeah. Um, Mandy, do you have anything else from the time perspective? Do you have which which would you choose? Or is it I choose eBay hands down? I mean, it's just honestly the the <laughs> The international base for me would be one reason why, like if I just had to choose it, like the international base, being able to attract that wide of an audience. And then just from the time perspective, like it's just, there's so much time that you spend when you share your own closet. Um, and I'm up to 810, I think on Posh and 800 something on eBay. And I just spend a lot less time on eBay worrying about if my item has exposure and when I can focus on other aspects like improving my SEO or my photography, which overall helps my entire business. Valid point. And yeah. I would say until you guys talked, 
I would say posh because I am like new at eBay and I'm like, this is all awful. But you guys have very, you have very valid points because the time that you are spending on eBay is actually more efficient time being spent, I feel. Um, I do want to say if you're new and kind of looking at both of them, the bookkeeping and the shipping and the learning curve are significantly higher on posh. Yeah. Um, but once you get even now a couple months in, you know, doing regular eBay, um, it is getting less time consuming. Um, but posh, you put something on and I mean, you can, it's not hard. <laughs> and the shipping is like print and you're good to go. <laughs> shipping is very overwhelming at first, um, for sure. True. Um, I do want to give you ladies a shout out and a little bit of time to um, chat. Mandy, you are doing social media and killing it. Uh, she ha Mandy has all the links for everyone for both of their stuff is going to be down in the notes below. But definitely follow Mandy on Instagram and her TikTok is amazing. I can't. <laughs> I can't get on another one. Like every time I see hers, I'm like, maybe I could. And I have to talk myself out of it. But she is killing it on TikTok as well. There's a lot going on. Can you give us your full-time reseller? I mean, I'm going to say influencer. You're out there in the social media. How do you, and a mom, two children, two teenagers, um, and wife. Can you give us some tips on um, prioritizing and then also, you know, why you do social media and why you think it's valuable in your business? Yes. And I do have bullet points on this because I do think these are very important things. So I'll try to fly through it pretty quick. But I can say that for me, um, it's been very pivotal to incorporate social media into my business model. And I didn't really value the importance of it prior to going full time. So I dabbled with Facebook groups and whatnot, you know, that were reseller related and just watched interactions, but didn't really delve into it. And then once I did and got a little bit of a comfort level with it, I realized there are so many values to doing that that I just kept going. So for me, being a wife, a mom of two girls and managing 25,000 different, what feels like 25,000 different platforms, I have come up with some very um, pretty streamlined ways to make sure that I develop my content. So um, if you're starting out and you don't even know where to start, what I would recommend is finding one of those only and starting there. And so for instance, if you feel really comfortable behind a camera, maybe YouTube or TikTok are more of your avenues. But if you feel like I love photography and I come up with really good, you know, thoughtful, um, provoking captions, maybe Instagram might be a better way to start, but don't start on all of them because you will immediately get run out and overwhelmed. <laughs> so where were you like a year ago, Mandy? Because I <laughs> all these things. Yeah. And like, I think just really picking that one thing that you feel comfortable with, because what happens is there is a carryover. There's similarities with hashtag usage, algorithms and whatnot. And so when you start with an avenue that you're comfortable with and you really get familiarized with that, then you'll find that carryover and it allows you to be more comfortable with taking those risks on the apps that you wouldn't want to be on. So for me, that was YouTube and then TikTok. So I started with Insta and then I, you know, once I felt comfortable there, I used baby steps to jump over to YouTube and then finally incorporating TikTok. And um, you know, there's some experts that say only pick one and stay with it and just only do the one, but I see tremendous value in each of those. And so I try to manage those by using content planners and calendars and planning out my weeks and my months ahead of time in pencil because life happens. So, you know, I pencil those in and, <laughs> um, I also, I have started doing that. Um, cause I have all these ideas. I, so I do a lot of work when I'm at the gym, which is like the worst time to do it because you get all these endorphins. Right. And I'm like, I can do all these, you know, I get all these ideas. I'm like high as a kite. Right. And then I like 
I'm done. And my I mean, and my five-year-old has to get from school. I'm like, I'm not doing these things. Like, can you forget? <laughs> yeah. So I think just building that up and then just working on like batch content. So now I do a lot of batch content creation. So if you are really, really observant and you go look at my YouTube and my TikTok and my Instagram, you will find me in the same outfit in similar posts. And that's because I spent all day yesterday doing all of those things. So if you see me in the hit the woe shirt, that was all from yesterday, but I might use a post in a week or utilize something in a TikTok from that batch content. So much like people do with Poshmark, I do that with my social media. That's and then the other two things I can say is just, if you're working on doing that, brand yourself first, because it's a lot easier. And I've learned that from people who are way ahead of things than myself. And then just know that you're going to have to have like ridiculous work ethic to even attempt to manage all of this. And if it sounds overwhelming, it's because it is. And if it sounds like it's a lot to manage, it's because it is. And I couldn't do it alone. I have family that helped me significantly. And the value in it for me has been the obvious is increased traffic to my Poshmark closets, my eBay stores, um, the direct sales from Instagram that I am now getting, which has started to happen after about nine months. I'm starting to get just DMs like I saw this in your Posh closet or I saw it on your eBay store or in your story that you want to list. Let's talk. Um, That's and my favorite part and the reason that I do hauls um, also, because they get views. I, I'm not a big fan of doing them, but they get views. Okay. But like, if you see it and I haven't listed it already, you'll get a better price and I don't have to list it. Like, win-win workout. And it cuts percentages out too. So, I mean, I love the, the apps that I use, but I also know that most successful entrepreneurs have multiple streams of income. And so it's not like at first I'm like, Oh, am I cheating on posh or, you know, even with cross posting and whatnot. Now I'm like, no, I'm diversifying. I'm opening up a broad audience, um, you know, a, a very broad audience. But then the other pieces is not only have I learned tips and tricks, but I'm able to give that back to the community in different ways. And then the networking and the supports and friendships that I have obtained from this, like I feel so socially fulfilled, even though I'm alone. Yes, all day, every day. People get me. Okay. They know my quirks, my strengths, my weaknesses. And I can post something like yesterday, my Instagram story, as simple as I bought a domain name. And I've had more people shooting just like confetti and like just so excited about this. And then like, you know, I'll go put it on a personal page and people that don't get this are like, cool. Yeah. So you feel that people get you too, for me, has been such an incredible value in having all of that social media piece. So that's yeah, you get coworkers. We don't have coworkers. Yeah. I, my husband is my coworker and he doesn't do this. You at least have <coughs> a husband who does it to get it. Um, but he gets sick of it. Like social media, I think for a lot of people, even not trying to get revenue from it is a coworkers. We're very isolated in the business that we do. And um, how do we learn from each other? It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, just, I mean, something like this, like you guys are bringing in all kinds of different things here and you can learn um, on Instagram as well. Um, Nina, you are on social media as well. So if you have points that you want to talk to, why you do it, why you think it's important. Um, and then I do want you to touch just a tad bit. It's, we can have a whole live on this and I might have you on liquidation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I yeah. actually have it in my notes. I probably am going to have Nina back on for liquidation. She did a post, a series of posts on um, Instagram, which is amazing. And I still have questions. Um, I think it's way outside of the realm of what I'm comfortable with, but I think people definitely want to know more about it. So let's talk a little bit of social media, how you prioritize, why you do it, and then a tad on liquidation and kind of how you got into it and what you do with it. Okay. Let me just go real quickly on 
social media. Um, Mandy, Mandy touched on a um, on a lot of good things, especially when when she said that it it um, that we're we're doing this alone, and it helps us be 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 more social. And then it it also helps me, like on this YouTube live. I would have never done this by myself. There's just no way I would have done it by myself because as you notice I'm I'm talking and and I stammer a little bit. I've I've had a stutter since since I was uh a kid. I mean, for as long as I can remember, maybe 3 or 4 since I started talking pretty much and it's never really gone away, but it gets it it gets better and I think um being able to do stuff like this like I um I talked at the posh party live and oh my gosh, I was just like, my, my heart was beating. I was so nervous and I'm like, I'm so going to stutter every single word that comes out of my mouth, but it, it actually helped, helped me. And I gained, and, and, and I gained a, a little more confidence being a speaker. And then I was like, okay, and now I'm going to do this live on YouTube. And I think that this really helps me. So the, the social aspect of it has really helped me like grow and be more comfortable, comfortable as a, as a person and saying, Hey, look, um, I have a speech problem, but I can work through it. And people understand when you're just honest and you're real about it. Like, I don't, I don't try to hide, hide behind it, hide behind a screen or anything. You know, I try to, I try to make videos. Um, I know that was longer than I should have. No, no, but great. I loved it. And it like, it was my heart when you were doing the live, I, like I kept thinking about you that whole night. Cause I was like, you were just going to kill it. And girl, that outfit you wore, like, <laughs> you it, like yeah, I, I mean, I was so, and I think I sent you a DM too, but I was so proud and it feels so weird. Like I'm proud of my kids, but I was so proud because I know that it's something that you struggle with and you was outside of your comfort zone. Um, and I know that you killed it because people were like wanting to talk to you after. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. And then that, um, and I just like brushed on liquidation. Um, and I, I, I just said a couple of words. I said, it's, it's basically when you're buying and uh, when you're buying in, in, in bulk, it can be a couple hundred pieces, a couple of thousand pieces. If you can afford it. Um, I usually stick around, a hundred or so pieces when I buy. Um, and I just touched on that at the, at the posh party. And then I had people come to me afterwards and they had a lot of questions about it. And, um, I said, it took me four years to finally get into liquidation. It wasn't something that, Oh, I'm a reseller. Now I'm going to start doing this. I mean, um, and these, and these people that came that that came up to me, um, they were fairly new. Like one lady, she said that she um, she wanted to get into liquidation because she um, she wants to move out to the country, and so she knows that there's not going to be a lot of thrift stores and yeah. and um, 
And, and that, so she wants to be able to buy in, in, in bulk, but she was telling me, well, I don't really know brands very well. And I said, well, before, before you can get into liquidation, you have to know brands, you have to know style. I mean, there's so much that, that there's so much knowledge that, that, that goes into it. Yeah. And um, the risk is so, I mean, you're spending so much more, your investment. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly. better too if you made a good investment, but like, that's a lot of money to put it up front if you don't know brands. Oh yeah. And then, um, I had a, a, um, a couple from uh, Austin come up to me and they wanted to get into it and they were just reselling. They said for a couple of months. And I said, you know, to, 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 to both of them, I said, reselling is not a sprint. Yeah. It's a marathon. You, 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 you have, I mean, it took me years to build up to this point. I was thrifting for four years before I finally got into liquidation. I bought my first liquidation box last year in April. So it was a lot of research and time that I spent to, to, to get to this point. Um, and that was the main thing is like, you have to walk before yeah. you can run. I just um, filmed a YouTube video yesterday. And I think that was like the last line that I said, <laughs> you have to walk before you can run. Yes. Well, no, the sprint, not the marathon thing. Oh. But, um, yeah. The data analysis, if you guys filled out the survey that I did, um, the anonymous survey, looking at Poshmark data and stuff, I did an analysis on like everyone's survey. And I just filmed the video yesterday and it's like chill, like consistency. You got to. Yeah. I feel like social media is good because it gives us a presence and coworkers, but I also feel like it makes resellers look like we're making bugo bucks off of no work, right? Like I bought this item for a dollar and I sold it for $50 and now I'm a billionaire without doing any work. Right? <laughs> and I think that's where resellers are seeing a lot of liquidators or people who do liquidation, you know, like, oh, you just buy it all at once and then you make a whole bunch of money. But like, it's still a business. Yeah. You still have to know what you're doing. You still have to do all of the things on the back end with it. Yeah. Um, I am going to, oh, someone did have a question, Mandy, if you have a second. I know we're running a bit over an hour. Um, they were just asking about hashtags and mm -hmm. selling on Instagram, if you have any tips for them on that. You know, I have not really looked into that very much. So that is a great question. I can tell you that the sales that I've made on Insta have not been hashtag related. They've been related to either photographs in my stories or an individual that knows me through Insta and Posh and they know, you know, the community and they say, hey, I saw this in your closet. So I can't really speak to that um, as far as making sales. So just general, I mean, general being active and being on Poshmark or on, sorry, on Instagram um, and knowing how to use those hashtags to get your reach. And then people are reaching out to you because they know you're a reseller. Yeah. Right? Yes. And often if I do hauls and I think you ladies may do the same thing, I'll take, um, I'll tag the brands. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is so that way, if people are looking at those brands, then they see, oh, this person sells those brands secondhand. They may be a potential customer for me. And I've actually had some good responses from the brands themselves as well. So um, tagging can work as far as exposing brands to new potential people on Instagram. Um, I, I do see a value in the tagging of the brands of the items. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, I am, 
I have an SEO and Instagram friend. Um, you guys know Tracy, and I'm hoping to get her on here. She is like swamped at her business. Um, her she has a full time job and she's really swamped there um we we're supposed to do it last week and she didn't but i'm hoping to get her on because she knows her instagram like no one's business and she yeah. knows seos like no one's business yeah. so, um if you are watching this make sure to subscribe and hit the bell because hopefully she'll be on sometime soon when um she has you know a life and doesn't <laughs> have time to come on this because she has a full-time job as well so thank you guys so much for coming on this was a great discussion nina i am most likely going to reach out to you i am i'm not most likely i will be <laughs> about All right. um my content is kind of full through february so it may be into march but i do want to have you on for liquidation um to chat because that's a whole video in a, of itself oh i know that's a that's a full hour in, in itself, yeah. like trying to explain that. I mean, especially you saw that it took a five part series to explain everything. And I still feel like I didn't explain everything. Well, and I still had questions because you were like, you were saying things and I was like, oh, well, but like, yeah, it was, I, there's so much content. Yeah. So, and people are definitely interested in it. So I want to have yeah. you back for that. <laughs> guys so much for coming it was so nice well i've seen you in real life mandy but it was so nice chatting with you face to face nina um everyone's links are going to be down below they're both on instagram and very active on instagram if you have questions for them i know they will get back to you and um answer all the questions that you have you can leave comments down below if you're watching this in the recording um for me and then if it is something for one of these ladies i will make sure that they are notified and they see it as well. Links for their stuff is down below. Make sure to like video like this if you like videos like this, so I know to keep doing them. Um, and I have quite a few videos coming out that I'm really excited about, so make sure to subscribe if you like content like this. And hit the little bell so you get notified when it comes out. Have Thank a good you night. for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for doing Thank it. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye.